the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. President Biden wraps up his first G20 summit. We passed a number of things here to end the uh, subsidization of coal. We made commitments here from across the board, all of us. A reversal of Trump-era tariffs. Together, the United States and the European Union are ushering in a new era of transatlantic cooperation that's going to benefit all of our people, both now and, I believe, in the years to come. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, the 1st of November. I'm Rich Thomas. President Biden's first G20 summit is in the books, and congressional Democrats are poised to demand more tax and spend, this time on climate change. Combined, they have $900 billion in climate resistance and dealing with uh, climate and resilience, and uh, it's the largest investment in the history of the world that's ever occurred, and it's going to pass. Correspondent Charles Deladesma in London says G20 leaders agreed to end public financing of coal-fired power generation abroad. According to their final meeting communique, the group of 20 leaders also made a compromise commitment to reach carbon neutrality by or around mid-century. The leaders represent more than three-quarters of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. Their meeting was expected to lay the groundwork for the UN Climate Conference in Glasgow, Scotland, that's now opened. G20 summit host Italy had been looking for solid targets on how to reduce emissions while helping poor countries deal with the impact of rising temperatures. The world leaders, Russia's Putin and China's Xi, were not there, by the way, could not set any goals for phasing out coal domestically. Without those targets, momentum could be lost for the larger annual talks in Glasgow and where countries from around the world will be represented, including poor ones most vulnerable to rising seas, desertification and other effects. According to the communique, the G20 reaffirmed past commitments by rich countries to mobilise $100 million annually to help poorer countries cope with climate change and committed to scaling up financing for helping them adapt. I'm Charles Duladesma. The group also agreed on a global minimum tax on corporations. Also, a new U.S. and European Union agreement to crack down on so-called dirty steel. The president says this should stop Trump-era tariffs from interfering with jobs and wages. The White House says the tariffs won't be removed entirely, but under a new agreement with the EU, some quantity of European steel and aluminum will be allowed to enter the U.S. without tariffs. In exchange, the EU is dropping retaliatory tariffs and will ensure steel entering the U.S. via Europe is produced entirely in Europe. The Trump administration imposed the tariffs in 2018, claiming foreign steel and aluminum were a threat to U.S. national security. That justification outraged Europeans and other allies, prompting counter-tariffs on an array of U.S.-made goods. I'm Ben Thomas. 
Secretary of State Antony Blinken sat down with his Chinese counterpart during the summit. The outreach is designed to ensure that the intensely competitive relationship between the world's two largest economies doesn't veer into open conflicts. State Department officials say Blinken said China has increased tensions with regard to Taiwan and that America wants to continue its one-China policy, which recognises Beijing but allows informal relations and defence ties with Taipei. A further goal is to maintain an open line of communication with Beijing and set up a virtual meeting later this year between President Joe Biden and China's Xi Jinping. I'm Charles Duladesma. House Armed Services Committee ranking Republican Mike Gallagher telling the Salem Radio Network the Democrats and Republicans are having trouble coming together to deal with the current Cold War with China. What makes this in many ways more complex than the old Cold War with the Soviet Union is that our economies are so thoroughly intertwined. And that's why one of the biggest steps we need to take is to selectively decouple our economy from China's. And this, I think, is where there's still a divide within the parties right now. Gallagher argues that China is intent on advancing on its own, saying the U.S. is six months behind Russia in spaceflight development, two years behind China in hypersonic missile technology. As for Beijing's strategy, it's meant to intimidate the civilian population. It's 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 trying to get us to sit out the invasion of Taiwan. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to demonstrate that they can hit us at home. And that's why they did this test in a way that everyone could see it to send that very dangerous message. Gallagher argues that Wall Street investors should not be giving advice about environmental, social and corporate governance. Three broad categories of interest for what is termed socially responsible investors as it relates to China. And we need those in on Wall Street who are lecturing us about global ESG investing to recognize the hypocrisy and the fact that China stinks on the E, the S, and the G. And if the G stands for anything, it should stand for genocide. But Larry Fink and BlackRock and others on Wall Street have yet to grasp that basic fact. The FDA has made it official authorizing child-sized doses of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. Children ages 5 to 11 will get just a third of the dose given to teens and adults. A study found the smaller doses were 91% effective at preventing symptomatic COVID-19 in that age group. The 5 to 11-year-olds developed virus-fighting antibodies as strong as those of teens and young adults who got regular doses. And the younger children had similar or fewer reactions to the shots things such as sore arms or achiness. The FDA assessed the vaccine's safety in 3,100 vaccinated youngsters. Regulators deemed that sufficient considering the data on safety generated from the hundreds of millions of larger doses given to adults and teens worldwide. I'm Ben Thomas. Today is a day New York City municipal workers must be vaccinated against COVID-19, having received at least one shot, or face unpaid leave. NBC reports 2,000 firefighters are on medical leave in protest, while the city's fire department denies that any fire stations have been closed. Fire Commissioner Daniel Nigro said in a statement, the department has not closed any firehouses. Irresponsible bogus sick leave by some of our members is creating a danger for New Yorkers and their fellow firefighters. They need to return to work or risk the consequences of their actions. 
Under the city's vaccine mandate, those who haven't received at least one shot will be put on unpaid leave. The fire department says it's prepared to close up to 20% of its companies, have 20% fewer ambulances, change schedules, cancel vacations, and turn to outside providers. The sanitation department says it will move to 12-hour shifts and begin working Sundays. Julie Walker, New York. And it's not just the fire department that's causing concern. Thousands of city employees across the board remain unwilling to take the jab. Mayor Bill de Blasio holding firm on the mandate, though, despite protests by sanitation workers who appear to be skipping garbage pickups and the city's largest police union fighting the mandate in court. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House tells us a group of workers suing the Los Alamos National Lab over its COVID-19 vaccine mandate. The complaint argues the mandate discriminates against employees who seek religious or medical exemptions. The lawsuit was filed in federal court by a Chicago-based law firm on behalf of eight workers. The lab's policy says those with exemptions have to use vacation time or go without pay until lab management determines it's safe for them to return. President Biden's vaccine mandate for businesses with at least 100 employees being scrutinized by a host of conservative groups, including the Heritage Foundation. Senior fellow Doug Badger tells the Salem Radio Network that OSHA is stepping outside of its bounds. We found that the law creating the Occupational Safety and Health Administration does not authorize the agency to put a requirement like this into place. He says OSHA trying to make use of what's known as an emergency temporary standard. And that means the agency can simply put this out and it takes effect immediately without the public having any input into the regulation. Dozens of states promising lawsuits. 24 attorneys general already have written a lengthy letter to the White House uh, signaling that they will file a lawsuit. There are also private companies and other groups that likely will, will file it. Badger contends new rule will deal a major blow to the American economy. We've seen a real crisis in uh, employment. We have 10.4 million jobs unfilled. We have 3.1 million people dropping out of the workforce. <laughs> Daybreak Insider's Greg Pugston reports American Airlines looking to get back on its feet following a very rough weekend. More than 1,500 flights were canceled since Friday, including more than 685 flights on Sunday. American blames the disruption on staff shortages and poor weather. The travel problems come ahead of the busy holiday travel season as carriers work to hire more employees. American Airlines said it is increasing its staffing across all operations, with nearly 1,800 flight attendants returning from leave and more than 600 newly hired flight attendants coming on board by the end of December. With supply chains already struggling, Daybreak Insider's Ron DeRockstra says new incentive could help to untangle the traffic jam at one of the country's busiest shipping ports. The Los Angeles-Long Beach Port Complex, which handles 40% of all shipping containers entering the U.S., will begin fining shipping companies if they let cargo containers stack up as the nation's busiest twin harbors deal with an unprecedented backlog of vessels. The joint program sets time limits on how long containers can stay at marine terminals and carries fines of up to $100 per day per container or more. As of Friday, there were 153 ships at anchor, berthed or cruising, 
off the ports while awaiting dock space. And finally this morning, John Deere has a tentative labor deal with the United Auto Workers Union. But a strike that began October 14th will continue, and details of the proposed contract will not be released while workers study the terms of the agreement in advance of a vote. The pact would cover more than 10,000 production and maintenance workers at 12 Deere sites in Iowa, Illinois, and Kansas. The strike began after an initial proposed contract calling for an immediate 5% raise for some workers and 6% for others was rejected. Rhonda Rockstra reporting. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Join us again tomorrow. I'm Rich Thomason. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.